Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. Welcome to Paradise, guys. Line right up, get your number, and uh, grab your 50 virgins. Put your seatbelt on. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to Valhalla. Um, so, uh, my name's Kurt Robinson. My name's Aaron Battle. And uh, so, today we're, we're talking about a little adventure that we had yesterday, walking through the forest, the, 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 the secret forest hidden forest of Guadalajara that not many people know about. Even people that have always lived here apparently don't know the mysteries of this forest. It's it's unknown sacred land, un, yeah. untouched for many years. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, occasionally there's, uh, there's the odd satanic ritual there. Um, and uh, who knows... <laughs> Who knows what what else people do there? Pick pick up Amanita mus- muscari and and use it for um, evil intentions. I I don't know. <laughs> I tell you what I did. I picked up. I was picking up onyx. Yeah, there's onyx pebbles and rocks that that just onyx fit. or obsidian or both. Um, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was onyx. Okay. No? Oh, what is it? I th- what the black one? Yeah, the black shiny rocks. Yeah, the black volcanic rock, shiny rock. Yeah, that's obsidian. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what you're describing. We're touching our fascination with mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. We touch mm. the mushrooms. And I the mushrooms touch us. I haven't yet. Okay. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, the forest. Love from the forest. And uh, interesting uh, political tangents that we go off on talking about the law. Um, common law, civil law. And uh, claiming something just by rocking up and starting to use it. Yeah. Uh, it's important that, that more people know what's possible because mm. that whole idea of just rocking up and, and claiming land <laughs> just because I planted something here or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm eating the fruit from this tree. Therefore, it's my land. No, yeah, I think there's a bit more to it. Yeah, of course, of course. No, it's it's right. quite it's quite you gotta complicated. Know the, you got to know this finer distinctions. Yeah, all right. That's what you're gonna look forward to. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. So so yeah. Um, my name's Kurt Robinson. You can find me at, uh, on Twitter at Trouble Bubble. Uh, my name's Aaron Battle, but on Twitter I am Battle Az. Yep. And uh, jump on over to Facebook, press like on Facebook, hover over the like button, press go notifi- notifications, head on over to YouTube, press subscribe, press like on the videos, uh, head on over to theparadiseparadox.com, have a look through our episodes and uh, leave us a comment, tell us a story, tell us a lie, uh, make your nose grow and, and your pants catch on fire and uh, jump on over to donate.theparadiseparadox.com. You can see there you can donate by Bitcoins or Litecoins or altcoins or uh, PayPal. Uh, more convenient for you. So many choices. Who knows which you will choose? It's just like a roulette wheel spinning around like your head spins around as you listen to the Paradise Paradox, opening your brain and uh, getting your synapses to fly out your eyeballs. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> well, if that's what you're up for, just let it drip over the brain. Why not? Why not? Give it a shot. Give it a go. Who who knows what will happen? Where it stops, nobody knows. Uh, And jump on over to... Well, you you go to theparadiseparadox.com. You see up the top, there's a shop Amazon link. So if you want to do us a favor, um, help us out with with a little bit of of commission, you can do that. And uh, if you're going to buy some some books, 
then you can uh, buy them through Amazon and we'll get a tiny little commission and uh, that helps us continue the show and make make it as excellent as it is and and even step up the level of excellence to make it super superiorly excellent capital A yeah yeah cool let's get into it What it do? What 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 do? <laughs> What's good? Oh, What's percolating? Uh, okay, What's, okay. um, What's percolating? What's the good that, news? That's what you're missing here, man. You need some. You need a coffee machine. <laughs> I don't really drink coffee. No, that, then I need to bring a coffee machine whenever <laughs> I'm over. Right. <laughs> me, that's what Charlie's like. Coffee? Yeah. No, no yeah. there's no there's no coffee here. <laughs> well, I, I want to start with an adventure. Yeah. Um this this happened this happened last night. Mm. I I woke from a dream and I realized that I can't fly anymore. Like you know, you know when you when you wake up and it's like a wasn't a nightmare but it was a startling dream mm. and you have this revelation that something's going to happen. Mm. And uh you know, I was, at that moment I was like I always wake up saying weird things, but I was like that's it. I can't fly. No more flights. Because I just saw two planes fall out of the sky. Ah, oh, I thought you. <laughs> I thought you meant you woke up from the dream and you were like, "Huh, that's weird." I, I I lost the power of flight. I had that a moment ago. No, no, I, I was I was sticking to the ground. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was. So, you know, I, I'm I was, I'm scared of heights. Even okay. if I could fly, I think it'd be weird. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you get used to it pretty quick. Okay. Well, <laughs> so what happened in the dream? Well, um. I I went to pick up Joanna from work and I'm leaving the office and yeah, it's like Friday afternoon. Everyone's like, yeah, Aaron, let's go have some beers. You know, we'll go find a bar. So we're walking away from her office building and then I can hear like, you know, airplane engine noise, mm. but like, you know, like a big commercial liner, like it's like it's coming to land and it's like it's lowering the, uh, the turbo on the turbines. Mm. And... I'm outside this building, so I'm looking around like, where's that noise coming from? And I can see this plane as like the the back of the plane is has dipped, and it's starting to go into what what I'd call like a a tornado kind of like spinning around, but like the back, it's like it's like <laughs> the a, plane, a tailspin, uh, or <laughs> yeah, is it called a tailspin? But it's kind of facing up, so it's kind of going around, <laughs> like the plane's facing okay. up. It's like it's getting pulled down to the ground. Well, okay. anyway, okay. it's. Um, and we're looking at it like, oh crap! Look at this plane! Like it's it's going to crash! Like it's that's a big jet. It shouldn't be doing those kind of maneuvers, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, and and yeah, it did. It just fell to the ground. It crashed way behind the building, and mm. it was like kind of this shock. Like you know, what do you do? I'm too far away. I can't help anybody. Like that just that just happened. Like that was a that's a big event. You don't mm. often see a jet fall out of the sky. <laughs> and in the moment, they were trying to work out like you know what 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 do you do. Like in what just happened, mm. I can I can hear it again, and then like way over in the distance, there's like another plane that's doing the same thing. Mm. So um, that that's kind of the part of the dream I can remember, like planes just falling out of the sky. Any interpretation? 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Okay. Um, well, I don't really remember where that where that came out of, but I know I, I woke up from that because we were just people outside watching these two planes um, crash, mm. and you know, I you can't help it, but I started putting together this scenario of why would that happen? What's going on? Yeah. And you know, being September, I'm thinking, you know, someone's all right. Like, it's a Mexican know. September 11. Someone's trying to crash. Twin jets into the mini office, the, <laughs> the mini minor office in Guadalajara. That's the next big terrorist target. Oh, I, I thought, see, I, I went bigger. I thought this is like a, a world scale. Like, you uh, know, like they're trying to shut down traveling. They're trying to shut down airports. They don't want people moving around. They don't want anyone in the sky because uh, they're opening the skies for, um, you know, possible alien invasion. Okay, okay, that's great. You got <laughs> Well, you know, if you're going to go for a conspiracy theory, you know, shoot for the moon. Don't don't be half-assed about it. Okay, so so I guess I guess the story would be like um they 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 do this false flag and they're like hackers have figured out a way to control planes remotely and send all passengers careening to their deaths, spinning in a tornado directly towards the mini minor office in Guadalajara. <laughs> well, it'd be all planes, so they'd be falling right. all over the shop. Yeah. But yeah, they... Okay, so they, wherever, wherever there's a mini minor office. Yeah, see, <laughs> no, any, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny because, like, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm opening myself up. This is the reality that I projected after I wake up from this dream. Like, you know, most people are just... I, I don't know. I can't talk to most people. But, right. but for me... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, because, you know, relative research and, you know, certain topics that you like to discuss personally, yeah. um, I, I'm thinking maybe there was like an EMP attack and, you know, all like electronics in a certain sky radius ah, was like, of course, of was course. shut down and planes just didn't function anymore. Or, yeah. uh, or maybe it was like a solar flare or something. And, uh, same, same deal, you know, like electronic disturbance and these, and planes are falling out of the sky. So anyway, I woke up and I said, "That's it. I can't. I can't fly anymore because that's what's going to happen, right? Because you know, I I seem to predict the future in my dreams. Mm. Is but, that a fact? Uh, no, no, no. It's it's not. But you know, it's possibly something to do with ego. Okay. Like you know, like like you you feel like if you see something in a dream, I feel like it might happen. Yeah. Right. I think I think most people are like, well, that that's what's going to happen. Like you know, that's that's a possibility. Why am I getting this message? Don't fly. Okay. Okay. Um, but then later, later that day, um, Joanna rang me and she was startled, mm. and I was like, "What? What happened?" And there was a there was a pretty interesting car accident right right at the front of Mini where this where a Ute nearly flipped. Well, it flipped over. Mm. Don't think it was air, it might have been airborne for a little bit. Mm. Well, I I, sh- I can't remember the footage, but I, I showed you. It was, Okay, we'll, we'll see if we can put that up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that happened. I was like, well, you know, I did I did feel like something was going to happen yeah. today. So th- yeah. So <laughs> what happened ex- exactly with the accident was, uh, you you can see it from the security camera footage. Um, so this this old dude, it could be like thirty years old. This 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 uh, pickup truck, and it's it looks pretty heavy, and it's driving down um, out, outside the office and. and Mini minor, and uh, uh, and he's so he's trying to. You said he's trying to brake because he missed. He didn't see the red light. Yeah. Uh, and then he 
possibly text in. Yeah, I, I right. don't know, but right. Well, it's a down, it's a downhill road, yep. and there's a red light at the end of it. So you know, it happens all like it happens all the time. Like there's daily cars screeching down that section of the road. Ah, okay. um, and it was, there was no traffic, so he's pretty going a little fast. Wasn't paying attention. Saw the red light, hit the brakes, and it looks like you know lack of experience. He tried to swerve cars that were merging in, mm. um, and yeah, it hit the curve and flipped the Ute. Mm. Yeah, and it, it looks pretty insane. <laughs> like TV. Yeah, yeah. It's like world's worst crashes type thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like I, I couldn't even picture that if you described it to me beforehand because it's it's like you, you don't expect a car to just flip over like that. But it, I mean, it hit the curb, but the herb, you know, the curb is only like ten centimeters high. What well, is that? It's not even a curb. It's like a. It's like heaps of cars drive up there. It's like it's not right. You wouldn't have expected this Ute just to flip over like that. Yeah, like this thing just going to flip over on a pebble or what? It's, it's not Hollywood Studios. <laughs> it's a normal yeah. road. Why didn't it blow up afterwards? That's that's the real question. <laughs> That's what we were surprised about. Mm. It should have it should have blown up. It should have been like yeah. a Superman. Ja- James Bond should have been in the background or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So hey, that's just another day at Mexico. <laughs> at the Mexico. <laughs> not okay. our, not our Mexico. <laughs> that's another another thing. Uh, yeah. Completely different place. So uh that was yesterday morning. But yeah. um yesterday you, you invited me to a to a secret garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you know, there's two there's two well known forests in Guadalajara in Sepulpan, uh, Colomus one and Colomus two, and and we, we recorded one of our episodes in in Colomus two, uh, but um, then uh, it turns out you know there's a mysterious other place called Colomus Trace, Colomus three, uh, that that almost nobody knows about. It's like it's just hidden in plain view. No, nobody really realizes it's there. Like, well, it's not yeah. even it's not even called Colomos Tres. Like, yeah, it's well, got no, it's got different signage, and there's no signs. It's yeah. like a, a new development, or like, it says like ped- pedagogical gardens or something. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> there's not really any gardens there. <laughs> it's like it's like an abandoned. Well, I I always thought because I drive past it all the time. Yeah. I thought it was an abandoned industrial estate, or like right. you know, or, or land that's going to that's about to be developed, mm. because it's it's all fenced off. It's kind of in between like a new zone of like a new residential zone. And it kind of backs onto like a semi-industrial zone, and it's in between like a shopping center. Mm. So you know, it looks like you know that's like someone's real estate for development mm. in, in a newer part of town. Mm. And I've never, I've never, I've never known what it was. I was like, are they? Possibly good land to buy, and uh, and then you said, okay, we're going to go to Colomos Tres, and you sent me a map, and I looked it up on Google. Google knows where it is. Like, a, really? You type Colomos Tres into Google, and it tells you where it is. Yeah, it's got the park, but it's got no entrance. Like, I, and it's pretty big. So I, don't, I didn't. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go meet someone here, but how do we get in? Like, <laughs> you know, which which way do I come in from? You know, Aqueduct or from Patria? Yeah. Or, but it's got. It's like this. This uh, this street that's like pretty like it's brand new concrete road yeah. that runs straight to the front door of it um, behind like in between a, a school and this um, it's like a, a new garden or like mm. a, a farm thing they're setting up. Mm. Um, but we 
you showed me, you sent me a map. I said, okay, it's around the corner from my place. Let's go check it out. We went down there and we, we didn't even know we're at the right place. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. And then we, we asked someone, there was like someone sitting on the park benches there and, and they're like, oh, you want to go to Colomos? No, you're in way the wrong spot, man. <laughs> and, and it's like, you need to take this road and go down here and, th- and this and that. Uh, and, and that's and, and then it's like, that's how you get to Columbus 1 and Columbus 2. And we're like, no, we want the mystery third chapter, you know, the third part in the trilogy that, that completes everything and, and, and lets you know that uh, Darth Vader is actually Luke Skywalker's father. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, and, we wanted the full episode. Yeah. Yeah, the the full the whole enchilada that's or the whole pine tree or something like that. So uh, uh, yeah, so he gave us these directions and he's like, no, 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 Columbus Trace doesn't exist or whatever. Actually, he was sitting right there in Columbus Trace and <laughs> right at the front door. <laughs> yeah, and we asked the the police officer who who watches the place and he's like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> okay, cool. We're here. So it's it's such a mystery that even when you're in it, you don't know what that you're in it. And I, I mentioned it to someone later. Uh, uh, some some tapatios, like some some people who've lived in Guadalajara all their life, and uh, they're, they're joking with me like, "There's there's a Columbus Trace." I, I'll tell you where to. You go to Columbus Trace. You like you go go down to Hobbiton and talk to Gandalf, uh, meet Peter Pan, and he'll fly you there. That's how you get to Columbus Trace. Uh, <laughs> so he's been there before, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. And then and then he's like, "What about?" Colomos Cuatro, and I was like, well, for Colomos Cuatro, you've got to go into Colomos Tres, find the magic mushrooms, and then you can take a journey. That's how you get there. Yeah. I did ask about the magic mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. they don't really have any there. Mm. But, you know. Well, there's no cows. So yeah, that, that's the thing, no, yeah. No cow shit. It's final. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was talking to one of my students today and she, she asked me about mushrooms. Uh, she's like, do you, do you ever go into the forest to pick mushrooms? And I was like, what kind of mushrooms? <laughs> she, she's like, you, you know, the kind you eat with uh, onions and potato, white mushrooms. Uh, and uh, I'm like, well, I, I wouldn't really know. Apparently, this is a thing every every Russian does. They go to the forest to pick mushrooms. Uh and she, then, um, yeah, she showed me a picture of some white mushrooms. And, uh, uh, like, the first picture she showed me, they, they look rather ugly. And I was like, that that definitely looks poisonous. And she's like, no, that's very tasty. Then the second one, she's like, uh, this this tall white mushroom. Uh, and, and I was like, hmm, that looks good. That looks good to eat. And she's like, no, that will kill you. And I'm like, okay, obviously, I, I'm not going to pick any mushrooms. Um, so this is a thing with mushrooms. I don't I don't know why or where it came from, mm. but possibly a childhood programming. <laughs> Do not touch mushrooms. Don't eat mushrooms. Yeah. You, you always hear like your parents talk about the mushrooms that will kill you. Um, I didn't even I'm, I didn't really acquire a taste for mushrooms until I, I grew up. And even at the shop, they kind of they look weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know like the uh, the oyster mushrooms, the sh- shiitake and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's a bit. It's like a, it's a, a whole world of, of nutritional value there that I'm unaware of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but then today, when I went out to my garden, I found a whole lot of mushrooms. I didn't even know. Like I looked at, I was like, "What's all that 
white underneath my pineapples. Like, what's going on mm. here? And maybe it was a good two hamburgers of mushrooms. <laughs> how, how many, uh, how, how much does a hamburger weigh? Uh, <laughs> no, well, I'm talking like two, two clumps of mushrooms, like, you know, Big Mac size. Um, <laughs> right. All right. That, well, that means they're double patties, right? Um, well, they were very stuck together. Like there okay. was like a whole bunch and I've never had mushrooms grow amongst my garden before. The garden's been there all year, never had mushrooms before, but now there's, there's a whole lot of mushrooms and it's like, do I touch okay. them? Do I eat them? Do I pick them? I don't know what to do. So it's no longer a garden you've got here. You've actually got an, an active, uh, ecology or like, a, <laughs> like oh, it, it's a, it's alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my front of my house is morphing. <laughs> it could be one of these dimensional shift maybe they teleported there because i swear they weren't there yesterday i don't know how quick <laughs> well, mushrooms you know, grow. All, all they need is a couple of spores and then poof, they pop out of nowhere yeah so they're fast growing i i believe so yeah yeah cool, like they babe. don't need much but no mushrooms in colomos tres yeah yeah well the um the the weird thing was that the, the third picture my student showed me was uh, of Am- amanita muscaria which is like the like the kind of mushroom you'll see in cartoons with the, with a red top and white spots on it, or, you know, out of Willy Willy Wonka where they pick pick out the white spots and it's made of cream or whatever. Um, and Delicious. I was like, well, like what's what's that about? And she she told me that um, they're uh, they're common in children's fairy tales. Like this is the, there's a classic Russian fairy tale. Uh, where these these two characters, these two heroes, to pick up the Amanita muscaria and and they use it to perform magic. And I'm like, okay, no kidding. <laughs> they use a psychoactive mushroom to for, perform ma- a magic. That's interesting. <laughs> What's interesting is the definition of magic. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that is anymore. <laughs> I, you know, it could be someone... Well, you know, we live in magical Mexico, so it's just like a fish in water. They don't, they don't know the water's there. That's what it's like for us. Just everyday life. Yeah, yeah. So but, yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. You, we're gonna we're gonna shoot there yesterday. I mean, yeah. We went around and we're gonna meet up with a friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. My my friend Lords. Well, I I just met her on the street not so long ago, like a month or so ago, uh, around here and and. Uh, yeah, she told me, oh, well, there's a, we have this, this collective, this project that we work on, um, and you should come to the forest sometime. So, so eventually, uh, we did. <laughs> uh, and I was expecting, like, she, she said, oh, you know, come, come down and, and, uh, I'll give you a tour. So I, I was, uh, I was expecting, like, that she just show us around or show me around and Aaron around and, uh, but no, we got there and she's like, oh, we're just waiting for some more people. And then uh, like 20 high school students show up. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so it looks like, we're, looks like we're going to class now. I didn't realize. <laughs> well, I had no idea. I had no idea that we're going to go back to school. I, I just right. thought we'll go for a tour. I thought it was going to be uh, the three of us hanging out and she was going to show us the different plants and, you know, yeah. and a retaining wall, maybe what gardens they put in. Yeah. Because we got yeah. there and it looks like they're, they're rebuilding this. This bosque, mm. but there's but there's nothing there's nothing really there, and then uh, she turns up, and then five minutes later there's like seventeen 
17-year-old girls. <laughs> like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, not, not what I was expecting, but it was all right. Um, yeah, uh, there's, uh, <laughs> I think that those uh, the 17-year-old girls and kept checking Aaron out and, and, and kept kept making eyes at me as well. And, and every time, I don't, I don't know, you, you made some comment like, I don't know, Lords asked you where you were from and, and you said Australia and the girls are like, ooh. <laughs> See, then, I, I'm so oblivious to all this. <laughs> like I couldn't say anything without putting my foot in it. It's like when, when you're dealing with girls yeah. in mass, it's like, you know, everything's got to, you know, everything can be taken the wrong way. Yeah, apparently, apparently. Well, they, they, these girls are, you know, much more encouraging than, <laughs> than what I remember. Like in high school, girls seemed a lot more intimidating. Than <laughs> um, and then like the the next thing you said, like they, they asked, oh, do you, are you going to go back? Like are you just here for vac- vacation or something? And you were like, no, I live here. And they're like, ooh, again. Yeah, it, was, it was trouble. <laughs> yeah. And then... I don't know. They did that like at every opportunity. Like Lords took a phone call and they're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Times have changed. That's not the high school I remember. <laughs> there was definitely a, a, a more even mix between guys and, and chicks and, you know, girls, they, didn't, they weren't so outgoing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they're me- Mexican girls, so, you know, they're bo- born to flirt. Born to alburiar and born to flirt. Coquetear. So true. <laughs> you don't you don't think about it, or you, you don't you can't you know growing up in Australia you can't imagine um, a totally different paradigm for female female behavior. <laughs> well, it's also because I mean the, there's a whole bunch of these girls. There's only like one male in the class. So so other than this this young fellow, we were the only dudes there. And I think this is like. Uh, I, I think we got some, you know, primitive insight into the minds of, of uh, young uh, teenage girls. It's like I remember when I was at uh, at TAFE and, and um, my, my uh, our lecturer said to us like, gee, I'm glad there's one girl in this class because, you know, that one girl is like the, 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 the semblance of civilization. If the one girl isn't in the class then it's Lord of the Flies. That's it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's over. <laughs> Shit just gets berserk. But it's the key stabilizing incident. So you're saying because they were in mass, they had more confidence in being more girl-like. Probably. <laughs> I think that's what was going on. Yeah. So. It, was a good, it was a good adventure, though, because we, I, the tour went for possibly three hours. Oh, like two, two hours, I think. Yeah. It went forever. <laughs> and we were walking all over those Mexican mountains. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, we had a. Uh, I had my backpack full of uh, la- laptop and, and camera and stuff because I was expecting that we we're going to in- interview lords and and uh, yeah, we didn't do that. But I got some footage anyway. I'll put I'll put put it up. You see it right about now. Some magical footage of the forest. <laughs> but I did really enjoy it. Like it was cool to hear about how Colomos Tres is coming about, and you know the how it originated, um, why it's been left to its own demise for so long, and now you know they're going to rebuild it. Um, but the fact that originally it was part of Colomos Dos and Colomos Uno, mm. um, you know that was like 
two hundred and something acres of of like forest, mm. and uh, now it's acres being, or hectares. It, it, oh, I, I can't remember. She was it speaking Spanish. Happen. Yeah. Well, if she's speaking Spanish, she's going to say it in hectares. That's yeah. The, the, yeah, it's pretty hectares, right? Sistema Internacional. Um, yeah. But that, that's kind of a lot of... <laughs> anyway, yeah. That would have been a lot of a lot more land. Because I think yeah. now it's about 35 yeah. hectares. Still still pretty healthy, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, nice and big. You know, the, 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 she, was, she was very um, adamant about the corruption... And you know, just letting it all out. You know, the you know, change in governments and all of a sudden different rules and mm-hmm. you know, and then they so, just sell off bits of the forest. Yeah, someone owns it. Whoever, who, what, whatever, who cares? Let's just sell it. <laughs> yeah, run a run a highway through it. Put a shopping center there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so now it's gone from two hundred and something to thirty-five, and they're worried that it's going to drop to twenty-eight if they don't. I don't know they're fighting court cases and stuff now. To work out how much they're going to be left with, mm. it's still a lot of land, but you know, the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like what she was saying too. She's like, uh, the these are you know normal people know these as trees, but they're actually um, environmental services. That's <laughs> that's what you really if if you want to get a more accurate picture or more complete picture then that's what you need to think about like it's uh this is you know it's just like when you you have stores in your neighborhood a laundromat or you know a corner store or whatever they're providing you services and the the forest does the same thing it's not just it's not just for for good looks it actually does something important um transforming the the atmosphere making it healthier and yeah all that good stuff do you know what educational background she had because she was very knowledgeable on all the tree species, you know, what and how they, how it all connected, what animals needed, you know, what, what butterflies needed, this particular mm. plant and like the ecology as a, yeah. as a whole. She had it down pat. Yeah, the whole in, intertwined ecosystem, inter, interdependent. No, I'm not sure what she's studying. No. Environmental science or something. I don't know. Mm. Yep. Even to like the, the types of rock. And mm. the and the, the soil, the dirt, man, she she knew it. But what I didn't realize was that all that that whole area was um, like full of. Do you remember the name of the rock that holds the water? Uh, that holds the water. Yeah, uh, it's it, like hull, hull. Okay, uh, I don't know. It's like shale or something. Um, of some type. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Well, it's see if uh, I can just uh, run that through Google Translate and get an idea of what we're actually. Cool. I think about. she kept calling it hull, which is like a, a rock that that holds water, which is why they call it Halisco because it was like a, a water wonderland back in its day, until someone rocked up with a whole lot of gum trees <laughs> to dry all this water up. Like mm. And like, I'm walking through this forest, and it's like there's a lot of very familiar trees around here. Mm. And there would have, I mean, it could be over the whole lot. It could be a couple hundred. And yeah. I noticed even, even walking home today, there's a lot of there's a lot of gum trees. Yep. In uh, in Sapopan, mm. no koalas. Mm. <laughs> like the ecology is going to break down. There's something there's something's not going to fit right. Yep. So I I don't know how uh, Google Translate doesn't seem to be able to translate it, but it's it says like this is a noun, rock. Um, with fragments of minerals and, or metals, uh, precious metals. Uh, so I, <laughs> it doesn't actually 
It doesn't know what it is in English. Maybe it doesn't have a name in English. Um, Maybe it's hell. But it's... <laughs> uh, I guess the sad part is that with, uh, with these new gum trees that are drying all the water up, um, the plants that are supposed to be there that are very water, that lack a lot of water, they seem to die off and then they don't hold the, the soil on top of this rock so that when it rains, it washes all the soil away and it turns into what I thought was an industrial estate. Press like on YouTube, press like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, iTunes and Pocket Follow us on Twitter at BattleAZ and Trouble Bubble and show your support and donate at theparadiseparadox.com. We're going to talk a, a little about the, the law and, and land rights because you said the way that a lot of these people... Um, like they they had these two hundred something acres, uh, two hundred something hectares, but it kind of got whittled down because uh, people went through, dug up their their paperwork, and, and found out that their grandfather actually had a claim to this land, and they, and then they, they the government's like, well, we'll buy it off you and sell it to property developers at a tidy profit or something like that. that I thought is that, that pretty was pretty much a, a story. I thought it was a Mexican thing, um, like from yeah. from. Puebla, when they when they announced the the independence, it, the land was basically free to anyone that wanted to work it. Right, right. And and it was it was all about if you were there, like your farmland, if you were working your land, mm. and no one was going to fight you for it, it's, mm. it's your land. And families have, if they go back, they possibly can dig up paperwork mm. where their great grandfather had a a corn plantation. And then you know, so he owns he owns the land, and because he's my family, the family owns the land, mm-hmm. and and that that causes problems. <laughs> so problems I, how? Well, it causes issues if if someone's bought the land, and then someone comes back and says, "Well, you can't." That person didn't have the right to sell you the land if it's my land. Mm. How come you didn't pay me for it? Mm. And and what what I gather happened after that, the, it was easy for the, the government in in place. To say, well, how about it's going to be too expensive for you to take it to court to fight it, and then it's going to be a long process. How about I just buy it off you, cheap? I give you money, you go away, and I take your paperwork. They have internal lawyers that take that paperwork in and then write up their own paperwork to say that oh, it's really it really belongs to the government now, and it's got nothing to do with this guy that apparently bought you know two hundred hectares to preserve it. Well, it, he bought it off the wrong person, and that's not really his land. And the government <laughs> sells it, and the the president in in seat at that time pockets of cash. Right, of course, of course. <laughs> so that, that, that's what I gathered. Happens here. Wheels. Yeah, yeah. Which which is scary if you're going to buy land because you don't know who to pay, and you don't know yep. if your paperwork is going to stand up against the next person, um, unless you have a whole lot of money to throw it court cases and lawyers to to back you up and you know to really make sure if a problem mm. comes up you need to be able to pay your way out of it mm. yeah especially if you're not working it <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're not there looking after it then someone else just walks in and puts their flag on the moon and goes this belongs to me <laughs> Columbus trace is actually on the moon that's that's another reason it's so hard to find in Sepulpa it's a secret <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was saying how um like that that kind of homesteading principle I, I think it 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 exists in in every common law uh jurisdiction because it's like if if the land is unused or unowned um then you do have a 
you have a claim to it if if you actually start putting it to use. And that's why you have things like I uh, I forget the name of it, but it, there's a there's a principle as as well a sim a similar thing. Uh, like say if someone a landlord or or someone who owns a house leaves the the house there uh, for several years. Uh, or, or, or a significant amount of time, and someone else decides, "Hey, I'm going to move in, and I'm not going to make a secret about it." Maybe they even, depending on the the um, the, the um, legal system of the area, maybe they need to put up signs that say, "Yeah, I'm actually moving in here. This is me." <laughs> um, just just to make it, it really sure that anybody um, who has an interest in the land should know about it. Uh, and uh, you know, if if someone stays in in that house for a, for a few years, uh, then they do have claim to it because they're putting it to use when some when the the deed holder um, isn't. And uh, in um, say in New South Wales, I, the the statute is that if if you hold it, if if you control it and use the land for about fifteen years, then you have a claim to the title. Um, in Texas, I think it's really low. It's something like two or three years. So, so you know, you see a foreclosed house in the area. Um, a lot, a lot of apparently in the United States with with this whole global financial crisis and mortgage backed securities, because the the mortgages were getting bought and sold all over the place, traded between Chase and and the Bank of America and whoever you know, J P Morgan. Um, nobody really knows exactly who owns the property or who who has the claim to it. So, um, so I saw one news article where a guy in Texas was just like, "Yeah, I just, I just moved in here and uh, <laughs> I take care of the lawn." And uh, yeah, I mean, not not uh, not everybody knows about this legal principle, but you know, this is my house now. <laughs> Classic, tied of dirt and so factory. He, right. he owns it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I've heard. Um, I mean, I've come across cases, friends of friends and relatives, where in Australia, where people have moved their fence like mm. towards the the road, yeah. And as council didn't notice, yeah, that their fence got moved two meters closer to the road. They just increased their their block of land, and you know, twenty years later, it's like now what? Mm. Yeah, that's where, <laughs> that's where it's always been. That's what I. That's what I bought. Yeah, well, that's what people have accepted it as. Um, oh, by the way, I remember the name of that principle. It's adverse possession. That's the name of the the principle when you can move into someone's house and then eventually own it. For, <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, that's the the that's the idea behind a lot of common law. I mean, um, uh, I should say I'm I'm not a lawyer, so don't take anything that I say as as advice or or as you know as even true. Uh, by but, all means, move into someone's house <laughs> and start mowing the lawn. <laughs> That's oh, you can mow the lawn, you, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the 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 thing is, uh, the the maximum in common law is a, a common error is law. Uh, so I think sometimes I think that that's a, a poor phrasing for the principle. Uh, but the idea is like if if something is accepted as as normal, then yes, it must be lawful. Uh, and it's kind of funny because uh, I mean this is like a a, a legal principle, a, a maxim of law, but it's also you might call it natural law um, because it's it's something that happens naturally. 
for example, I mean, I've seen stuff like this in, say, in Medellin, uh, where there's like a street and and the street is meant to be for cars. You know, that's the idea. Um, but the the stall owners on the side of the road just inch forward a little bit and a little bit a little bit more every day until they're right in the middle of the road. Uh, and then um, the other the other stall owners are like, well, hang on, if this guy's doing it, why can't I? Until the whole street is fill up with uh, with with stalls, uh, and and there's not by that stage there's nothing the government can do about it. Like they they've already lost the battle, so they're like, okay, well, you know, that's that's your thing. Go go ahead and do it. Um, I should mention, of course. Um, uh, most uh, countries in Latin America actually civil law jurisdiction. So, so there's I, I don't know too much about that, but there are some principles which which seem to be shared. Uh, and then you have uh, the, this example, like with uh, say say with something like uh, like torrenting music or torrenting movies. Um, the fact is, everybody does it, uh, and you can't stop people from doing it. Yeah, I mean they can try to to initiate legal action and that sort of thing, but but it's it's pretty obvious by now that they they lost the battle. So again, a common error is law. Um, like you you might think that you have this this copyright claim, but no, what, what's actually happening is something different. And this is like a a true form of democracy, you could say. Like people people don't respect these this copyright statute, and so it must be. It must it must be nullified because it's been nullified by the by the action of, of people. Um, so that's a that's an interesting little uh, little rant about law. <laughs> um, it's and then you see other companies that that try and cover that up by yeah. by building a a business model that yep. can utilize what the people are doing anyway. Mm. Um, their activity. Uh, and providing a service and somehow trying to put a, a fee on that. Like you, mm. I'm thinking that the markets, the, the government should just say, well, that's, they've taken over the street, that's now a market, and go start mm. claiming tax of some kind. <laughs> like, you know, it's like forget the law. It's like that's just what happened. Now what can we do to try and get the maximum benefit out of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you just disobeyed our laws, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to find a way to tax you on something that we claim is illegal or whatever it's a win-win right <laughs> no <laughs> no it isn't yeah yeah um so uh so this is a bit of a tangent but um yeah one thing which is interesting as well about uh about columbus trace and about this this uh uh this uh, co- collective is uh, it's actually uh it's a, it's actually horizontal uh, there's no real hierarchy. There's no 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 gods, no rulers. Uh, nobody's um, nobody has any more say than than anybody else in the in this organization. And so, um, and it's actually not exactly what you call democratic. In that, I mean, I mean it is it it is a form of democracy, but it's, it doesn't involve voting. It's not like majority rules kind of thing. Um, they actually need to reach a consensus uh, when they. Uh, when they want to make a decision, so if there's something controversial that comes up, uh, they try to do all the investigation, collect the data, and and see what convinces everybody, uh, more or more or less everybody in the group, uh, on what's a good decision, and and that's how they decide to take action. I'll be interested to know what they 
something that that's come up, like mm. an actual example of what they've had to face recently. Yeah. Because when you think it's got to be, you know, as a consensus, how does yeah. anything get done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I guess you know, it's a it's a body of people that are they want the same outcome. Yeah. So yeah. that that helps. Yeah. So yeah, their goals are aligned. So that's that's one key factor, I suppose. But yeah, I have to wonder, like, what counts as a consensus? I mean, would ninety seven percent count as a consensus? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. It's not like, yeah, yeah obviously it. it's not like 51%. I'm sure that wouldn't count. Um, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mentioned this to, to one of my students today as well, and she's it's a political, uh, studying political science. Uh, and she said how, yeah, you know, you can have a, a horizontal organization. And she's a, she's a member of a, um, an organization which has a similar structure. But she said the thing is, um, what you normally have is like you don't have any position, you don't have any title for a leader, but of course there there are still leaders, and uh, people come in and they they're charismatic and and people get swept up in what they say. Uh, and she said these people, of course, they tend to they they tend to talk more than others, and it's not necessarily because they're they're power hungry or something like that. It's just um, the the skills they have. Um, and I said, of course, it's still better than than having an official title because the thing is, if you have an official title and you need to you need to get rid of someone who has some authority, you need to go through some bureaucratic process and impeach them or use the bylaws of the organization or something. Uh, but if if it's horizontal and there's no hierarchy, and there's no 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 leaders, then if you decide that the, actually this charismatic leader uh, hasn't done anything good or you know he's made a bad decision for for the group then you just stop listening to him that's all you have to do (laughs) more or less um yeah it was the the one over the group with their with the trust yeah that they're doing the right thing and if they start doing something outside the lines of what Mm -hmm. the the group want naturally Mm -hmm. someone will stand up and go no yeah and then and then people start following them yeah yeah, I know. I like that. I like that kind of uh, you know org- organic nature of of getting it done. So I guess mm. I guess that kind of answers my question in, okay. in how things get done. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's constantly shifting, and I think this is kind of similar to a, a free market, like the the idea, like you know, take government out of the mix, and you just have all these independent actors, and they they have their own. Uh, coalitions or whatever their their own associations uh but nobody is forced to follow anybody and nobody has any more authority uh personally than than anybody else and purely voluntary action and and you know if you have one one company like you know mcdonald's comes to town and um you decide that you don't like the, the way they process meat or you don't like that they use meat at all or whatever it is and then you convince um, your, your your fellow people that actually this isn't a good leader um, this isn't a good direction for the community and can convince them to do something else with their money then that's you know that's what happens people only in ideally in a free market people only have the power that you give them that you grant to them voluntarily Cool. So we are. So we're, there's examples of how we can move towards a better system. 
Yeah, some some kinds of examples, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just the fact that you can have this kind of um, uh, initiative mm. with inside the system mm-hmm. and, and look after it, I mean, it's and that, that's an example. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, like, it's... Uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for these people doing this stuff because it's like it's uh, direct action. Like they say, they see this, you know, this forest that needs to be taken care of, and they go in and form this this group and just start doing it. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> and, and it's good that the government hasn't tried to to superimpose a mm. you know a, 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 a yeah I guess a leader. Say, yep. I, I want someone to overlook what they're doing. It's like, here you go. How do they go with funding? Like, did, did she say anything about that? Was, she I, said that they don't accept money at all. They'll, they'll accept, like, food or coffee or something like that, yep. uh, but not money. So, I don't, uh, I mean, it's full of volunteers, I guess. Yeah. And, and another thing that, that uh, Lords was telling me last night was that the, um, well, there's always a kind of political risk um, because, yeah, like with with the the government kind kind of take assuming ownership of of these parts of the land or something like that. Um, that that's the that's a problem. And I said, of course, you know, you want to get the the community more involved because if the community understands how important the the forest is, uh, then they'll say. You know, if if the government tries to to assume that land, then they'll say, "Well, hang on. You know, this is this is something that that benefits all of us, and this is this is something that we all use and we um, that that we all like, uh, and that that way it would be it would be very difficult. It's uh, I'm just picturing this this metaphor from the Tao Te Ching about the lotus <laughs> the the lotus roots when the <laughs> the lotus roots all, all reach into the ground and it's very difficult to unroot it um that's yeah we better go get, better go stick our root in <laughs> <laughs> well i i'm interested in noodling guys i'm interested in going down there to help out yeah it's consumer so close and and getting yeah. and learning more about the the way that it works the, yeah. the way they operate with government because you know we're, we're part of the community now Mm. And I think it's important that that we we get an insight to that because it's so it seems so different to what to what I'm used to in Australia, mm. where everything seems a little more clear cut. Here, there's like you know, bodies of uh, whether it's political or, or, or corporate that mm. that all seem to overlap a little bit, and nobody really knows what's what's going on. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how could they have lost all that land in the first place? I mean, there's obviously, well, she was straight up with corruption mm. and, you know, with the, with the shifting of, of political heads, it's yeah. so easy for, for the wrong people with the right knowledge to get in place yeah. and then take advantage of certain friends and other activities they're involved in or that they just, they just know, they just know how to do it. Mm. Mm. And then with the right, with the right money, um, yeah, they they they've lost they've lost a lot of land, mm. and um, it'd be. I mean, I've built this connection with the plants. I really enjoyed walking through there and seeing all the different types. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it is important that we have. Um, you know, she explained it like a little escape inside. You know, inside like a, a built-up city yep. to be able to just completely forget you're in a city. And mm-hmm. and, and we did yesterday walking through. 
all these pine trees. Yep. And and it's like you know you you feel like you you're so uh, removed from civilization. Yeah. And, it, yep. and it's a good feeling just to hear the, the crickets do their thing and and water flowing and, and the the breeze and the trees and, yep. and the smell, like mm. the smell of the pine trees, just so relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people need that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I I don't think I have anything more to say. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I know we need to get this episode out, so you know, so the guys can look forward to that. It will be in Spanish. All so right. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Because, you know, that, that's our part. That's our that's our part of giving back and trying to get community exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be good. <laughs> We've been talking about getting a, a Spanish language uh, channel started for for a long time, so <laughs> so maybe we can uh, get it. Get hasn't it, been that long. Get it booted. Uh, I, I think we've been talking about doing a Spanish language channel ever since we started in English. <laughs> well, that was a plan, right? We'll, just, we'll do a couple in English to get the ball rolling and then we'll, then we'll hit the Spanish market. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Cool. So, my name's Kurt Robinson. And I'm Aaron Battle. So, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Trouble Bubble. And catch me at BattleAZ. Yeah, B-A-T-T-L-E-A-Y-Z-E-E. Yep. Uh, and uh, jump on to YouTube, press like on YouTube, jump on to Facebook, press like on Facebook, hover over the like button, press get notifications and jump on to iTunes, press subscribe, uh, press review and, and tell us uh, what it was like when you were listening on the bus and shit your pants because you were so amazed at the stuff we were saying and jump on Podcast Addict and, and uh, uh, what, is, what is the other one? <laughs> um Pocket casts, um, pocket casts. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's another one for Android. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that guy was listening to us and and just lost his mind <laughs> and lost control yeah. of his truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, listening to the Paradise Paradox. He entered the Matrix and blew a circuit. Forgot, forgot to. Yeah, <laughs> forgot what green looked like. Forgot what red looked like, and just slow <laughs> down. Yep, yep. Cool. And jump on over to theparadiseparadox.com so you can have a look through our old episodes there and new episodes and, and uh, spend time with your mind having, having a look at, at new cool things that we talk about, talking about go, going to the moon. Has, has man ever really gone to the moon? New technology, Ethereum, <laughs> Bitcoin, and, and all, all kinds of stuff that we talk about. Uh, and... What else? Oh yeah, donate.theparadiseparadox.com. So we do appreciate it when when uh, you give us a little tip. Uh, we got a tip jar out there on donate.theparadiseparadox.com. We put a lot of work into these episodes. We're exploring Guadalajara and researching and 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 uh, having personal experiences to to codify them, concentrate them, and boil them back down and shoot them through to you over the intertubes so uh, we do appreciate when you go to donate.theparadiseparadox.com and uh, show a little token of appreciation and uh, you can also go when you're on theparadiseparadox.com you see at the top it's got uh, it's got the shop Amazon link so if you're going to do some window shopping or go to book in mind or, or some uh, multicolored multi-flavored condoms or, or some kind of uh uh, new microphone that you're going to use to start your own podcast you can head uh, through that shop amazon portal and uh, it just means we get a little small little percentage of that so so that helps us out so so i really do appreciate that and uh yeah what else enjoy nature 
pay pay your respect to Mother Earth. And, Go uh, hug it, a tree. Yeah, if it takes some mushrooms to really get your arms around that tree, then then maybe that's just what you have to do. It's destiny. Yeah, and make sure you're drinking water. That's that's really important. That's true. Yeah, drink lots kind of water. Kind of thing at the moment. Yeah, don't don't walk through the forest without water like we did. And <laughs> all right, see you next time, guys. Peace. Peace. Find the show notes.